When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are the real Brady Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Brady Bros. Hi, Peter Marshall here, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now, here's the star of the new Crisis Right, Bob Barker! Welcome to the new Crisis Right, and let me assure you, fans of the old Prices Right, that this is your favorite game, still based on the pricing of merchandise, with wonderful awards for smart shoppers. We call it the new Prices Right because we have some exciting new games that you will enjoy right there at home with our studio audience, and we're going to get that first game going right now. Ed Robertson, welcome to this week's edition of TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that this week will be a radio talk show about the life, career, and legacy of Bob Barker. Bob Barker, the legendary host of The Price is Right for 35 years, and before that, Truth or Consequences for 18 years, making him a staple in the lives of three generations of television viewers. Bob Barker passed away this past Saturday, August 26th, at the age of 99. Coming up in our second hour, we will welcome back our friend Randy West. Randy West, longtime television announcer for many popular daytime talk shows and network TV game shows, including The Price is Right. Randy will share some memories of Bob Barker and more when he joins us in our second hour. Coming up later on this hour, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen will join us for their unique perspective on the life and career of Bob Barker. Among other things, Tony and Donna have two personal connections to Bob Barker. We'll learn about that and more when Tony and Donna join us later on in the hour. You'll be stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, joining us now is our friend Steve Beverly. Steve Beverly, recently retired professor of broadcast journalism at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, as well as the host of Steve Beverly's TV Classics, the weekly two-hour festival of classic shows from the 50s and 60s that originated that originates, I should say, from eplustv6.com in Tennessee, where, where we're talking to Steve today. Steve Beverly, also our resident game show historian. He was one of the people behind the Game Show Congress, the annual gathering of game show fans and game show personnel that took place in Los Angeles every year throughout the 2000s, early 2000s, and uh, it's a sad occasion, but it's always a good occasion to talk to you, Steve Beverly. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Ed. Thanks for having me. I was in the audience for the last Game Show Congress. I still have my program for that, although I don't have it with me right now, so I'm going off memory. I would imagine that at some point, you and the team behind the Game Show Congress either crossed paths with or honored Bob Barker uh, during the time you put those gatherings together? Uh, yeah, we did. He, he actually, the first one that we did in Burbank, uh, after we did uh, the 
actually at the University of Colorado, and then the second was in Las Vegas. And we decided to move it to Los Angeles in uh, 2004 because it was easier to get to go to the legends because so many of them had gotten to an age that they just didn't like to travel anymore. So our first one that we did in Burbank was to establish awards in the names of Bill Cullen and Ralph Edwards, and Bob came to that event in order to give uh, the major testimonial on behalf of Ralph Edwards. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was it was good to have him because he didn't do these kinds of things very often. Uh, and probably if it had not been Ralph Edwards, we wouldn't have had that opportunity to have him. But Ralph, of course, being the man who discovered him, mm-hmm. and it meant a lot to him to be able to put an exclamation point on Ralph's career. Plus, you said this was 2004? That's right. Well, he was still hosting Price at the time, so... <laughs> that's, that's right. It, it, it was funny, Ed, when he walked in the door that day, and as I say, he did not do these kinds of public events very often. He was a very private person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and in fact, somebody who was a very, very well-known executive told me that day, until Barker walked in the door, he just did not believe he was coming. Yeah. But when Barker did walk in the door, it was it was like being at a price is right. Nobody knew he was coming at the time he did. And when he walked in the door, everybody in the room stood as one with a sustained ovation. And Bob looked at everybody and he said, I wish I had a refrigerator to give to each and every one of you. Steve Beverly is here with us to share a few memories of Bob Barker. Bob Barker, legendary host at The Price is Right, who uh, passed away this past Saturday, August 26th, at the age of 99. Uh, it's funny. Actually, well, that's not only, it's, it's not only funny, it's appropriate that you mention Ralph Edwards and Truth or Consequences. And I, I may be showing my age on this, Steve, but, and he, I mean, I know that, Barker hosted The Price is Right for 35 years, hands down the longest network host of a game show. I mean, I I think Alex Trebek beat him in terms of total longevity, but I always think of him in terms of truth or consequences because that's when I first discovered Bob Barker. And you know, the thing about it is, Ed, is that today with the audience that we have who associates him with The Price is Right from 1972... So many of today's audience, they have no idea what truth or consequences is because they weren't around. Mm-hmm. But but to think about the fact, I, you know, much has been made about uh, the fact that he did The Price is Right for 35 years. But let's consider this. He is the only man in television history that has had two shows that had – one of them 19 years and the other one 35 years to have two shows with that kind of longevity i don't think we'll ever see that again no i just uh, I, I i was th- i was thinking about that myself this morning it's like i when, when when you put the two of them together that's more than five decades just two shows yeah and they really only were concurrent with each other for the first three years of the price is right when uh, the decision was finally made for truth or consequences to go out of production But you think about that he was not, with the exception of a few months, 
when the Truth or Consequences show went off of NBC after a nine-year run, and it was about uh, 26 weeks before it resurfaced in syndication uh, with the Metro Media deal that brought it into syndication. But you, you think about the fact that he was virtually on television nearly every week for, from 1956 until 2007. He was on there nearly every week for 51 years. That is also a record that I think will never be duplicated. Bob Barker passed away uh, this past Saturday, August 26th, at the age of 99. Steve Beverly, our resident game show historian, one of the people behind the uh, game show Congress uh, that honored Bob Barker in 2004. Of course, the, the other thing I think of when I think of Truth or Consequences is it was the show. I mean, she wasn't a regular on Truth or Consequences, but it seemed at least once a month, or maybe yeah, at least once a month, maybe once every couple of months, Dorothy Joe, Bob's wife, would would come on and she would participate in whatever stunt or gag, you know, that Bob was setting up. And she she was part of the charm of that show when Bob hosted it. Yeah, I, that would, as you say, probably about every thirty to sixty days, they would bring her on for uh, a stunt. Or it would be something like they would bring Dorothy Joe on with a couple of other people, and it would be somewhat of a variation on to tell the truth mm -hmm. where somebody would ask some questions about Barker, and you try to figure out whether Dorothy Joe was uh, faking or whether she was telling you the truth about him. But uh, the truth is, is that Dorothy Joe was his life. Mm -hmm. uh, she was... I never never had the opportunity to meet her, but I, I know people who did. She kept his life structured. She was, for all intents and purposes, his appointment secretary. Uh, she is the one who just, you know, Barker being as much in demand as he was, Dorothy Joe was his life. And, and so he really, it, there was a monstrous void whenever... Uh, she passed away, and, and the key thing that I think is, as in one of the documentaries that was done about Parker in the 90s, pointed out he went through, this, this hasn't been discussed a great deal, but he went through a period of depression, mm -hmm. as would, would be certainly natural for anyone who had been married for the length of time that they did, but he went through a period of depression after her death, even though he was still doing The Price is Right. Uh, he didn't take any time away from that or have a substitute host. He continued on, but it was certainly a dramatic change for him, and you know, as many people might say, it was not for the better. Well, just kind of touching base on that, he was born in Washington State, but he grew up in the Midwest, either, I mean, I know he grew up, he spent some time in Missouri, and he also grew up in South Dakota, and there's something about people who come from the Midwest that no matter what they do for a living, it's about the work, it's about showing up every day, and it's your job and not making it any more, not, not making it about yourself. It's, it's what you do. And it sounds like as he went through that very difficult time as he was grieving the loss of Dorothy Joe, it sounds like Bob may have gone on his Midwestern roots to help him get through that. Yeah, he was a graduate of Drury University, which is a school that I have 
had the opportunity a couple of times during my sportscasting career to call their games when they were playing Union University. And I, I never failed to mention Drury as the alma mater of Bob Barker, but... <laughs> Plus the the uh, the man that I consider the greatest news boss I ever worked for, Dave Richardson. Except we call him David W. Willie Richardson. And so the the uh, but that was a and and the, what was really fabulous is that when not too many years ago, when Drury won the national Division Two championship in men's basketball, uh, Barker. He came to Drury and had his picture made with the team uh, because he actually did play for them uh, when he went there to school. Uh, he also went for a period of time to the University of Georgia. Uh, his his degree is from Drury, but uh, he went to the University of Georgia, and he was uh, a part of their athletic program for a while. So those are little snippets of things that uh, many people don't know or, or don't remember about Barker. Steve Beverly is here with us uh, sharing some no uh, some knowledge and insight into uh, giving us a little window into Bob Barker, the person. Bob Barker, legendary host at The Price is Right, won 14 Emmys for hosting The, the Price is Right, as well as earned an honorary uh, Daytime Emmy Award in 1999 and was inducted into the Television Academy Hall of Fame in 2004 and was also honored by the Game Show Congress in 2004. Bob Barker passed away this past Saturday, August 26th at the age of 99. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Summertime is in full swing, and if you have dry skin, you know what happens when the weather gets warmer, more visible lines, and dullness. Fortunately, our friends at Ibu Beauty can help. Their Super Duo Serum and Moisturizer is all you need this summer for the perfect glow. Check them out ebubeauty.com that's y-i-b-u beauty.com or at ebubeauty on Instagram. Use customer code ebu50 now at checkout and receive 50% off your first order. Steve Beverly, one of the people behind the Game Show Congress, also retired professor of broadcast journalism at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. Now, he was the longest running host of the Price is Right, but we and, and I bring this up because you mentioned Bill Cullen a little while ago. Bob Barker was not the original host of The Price is Right. Bill Cullen had a pre pretty fair run when he hosted The Price is Right in the 50s and into the mid-60s. Why do you think the show took off as it did, Steve, when Bob Barker became the host? Because it was a totally different structure in format. And many people don't remember that when The Price is Right was pitched for a revival in 1972, and they started having conversations with about it after the revival of Password in 1971 on ABC became successful. And so they were potentially looking at properties that could be revived. And so Mark Goodson pulled out the, the old tapes, and he took a look at them, the old kinescopes of the Bill Cullen show, and he decided, along with his brain trust, that it was all wrong for the 70s mm. because it was having the four contestants on stage, and it was a much slower-moving show. And, and by that time, you had had, uh, at that point, you'd had about eight years of Let's Make a Deal that was 
you know, a, a similar type show, but had involved being in the audience and, and had much more of a faster paced, frenetic type of, of uh, atmosphere. So uh, they first went and they, and they told Bill Cullen, because it, here's the deal. When it was announced, a lot of people had the idea that it was going to be the same price as right. And when it was announced first that Dennis James was going to do the nighttime version of The Price is Right, that there was a, there were a lot of heads that were shaking mm-hmm. because of the fact that this was Bill Cullen's show. Make no bones about it. The original Price is Right and Bill Cullen were synonymous. And it was, it was a stunning thing to think of anybody doing that format other than Bill. And to be candid with you, Dennis was really the first choice to do the CBS version. But what happened ultimately is that when they got down to the negotiations and uh, Bud Grant, who had formerly been at NBC, was the head of daytime programming at CBS. And so he and Mark Goodson had a very close relationship, and he told Goodson that he trusted him that because uh, Mark Goodson said if we can't tear this thing up and start from scratch as a format then we don't have a deal and so they trusted Goodson with it and so they, they reformatted the show well Barker had a contract with CBS from the years in which he did the Miss Universe pageant mm-hmm. and did the uh, Rose Parade and if you'll recall you, we went through a long period of four years, uh, actually nearly five years, that CBS was completely out of the game show market. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lived, they lived and died on all of those classic reruns from I Love Lucy to then eventually Family Affair, Gomer Pyle and My Three Sons, Andy Griffith. But those shows were all expiring with their contracts. And Viacom, that was the syndication arm, they wanted to get those things into the local station market because there was, frankly, a more lucrative market. Mm-hmm. So CBS had to go back into the game show race in order to uh, compete. And so at that point, when the Price is Right was pitched, Barker's contract with CBS was that when they ever returned to game shows, that he had the right of first refusal for any pilot that was done, and he decided he wanted to do The prices Right because the way it had been restructured and reformatted, it was much more in the, in the realm of truth or consequences mm-hmm. in that it involved the audience coming forward, and then Barker could have this interaction with them on stage. He could do the short-form interviews with them when they were called to come on down. And he said, I like that. And so that's how he became the host of the daytime version of The Price is Right. It's interesting. With every game show, there's always a spontaneity in that you never know exactly how the contestants are going to interact with the host or interact playing the game. But there's something about um, the spontaneity, first of truth, but particularly with The Barker Price is Right, 
where you may start with four people and then the first person wins and then they play whatever game, you know, the wheel game or whatever. But then, and this is especially true when the show expanded from 30 minutes to 60 minutes, you would have as many as eight or ten different combinations of people from the audience interacting with Bob, and that gave the show an unpredictability that no other game show had. Yeah, uh, and, and that's because Barker was at his best uh, I think what is totally underrated is that Barker was at his best when he would have those exchanges with the contestants when they first were called to come on down to contestants' row. I, I, and I cited an example that goes back to 1981 uh, this this past week on Facebook, and it was a situation where a a young student from the University of South Carolina was called to come on down, and so he's. They're facing Barker, and, and so Barker looks at him and he said, now what are you studying at the University of South Carolina? And he says, I'm studying pre-law. And, and, and so uh, Barker said, well, I'm sure if you're studying pre-law, then you have very good grades. And the guy said, uh, Nasa, I parted too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was those just vignettes that were just priceless little moments that Barker was the best there ever was at drawing that out of people. And I can tell you what he always said was the key to that. Uh, he said so on a night when he was on The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder back in 1975. Mm -hmm. He said, I developed that skill when I was in radio and doing shows with live audiences mm -hmm. because I was able to listen to what the contestant had to say. And he said he would look at any time there was a new host that was introduced on the networks on a game show, he said, I would always watch to see what kind of talent they brought. And he said, I could tell in a heartbeat when you had a new host that didn't listen to a thing that the contestant said because they were more interested in just moving right along to the next one and talking to them. Barker was a listener. And that is something that is so underrated in communications, period, but in the skill of being an MC, If you can be a good listener, you usually will be able to zero in on something that you can bring out in your contestants. And Barker always remembered this. And this is the other thing, because with a show like The Price is Right, if he had been a host who always tried to top the contestants, Price is Right probably would have failed. But Barker always remembered that it was the contestant who was the star of the show and that it was so important to spotlight them over whatever. I mean, granted, it, you do a show 35 years, you're going to be the centerpiece of it. But he still never forgot that the contestants were the stars of the show. And that was, I think, the biggest secret in, a, in addition to the fact that he was such a great listener. Bob Barker passed away this past Saturday, August 26th at the age of 99. Steve Beverly is with us. We hope you'll stay with us as we continue our tribute to Bob Barker here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at 
TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.